0: hello everybody we are here for uh, teaser talks and today we are here with an amazing guest called chris cougar i hope i'm saying your name correct i am very rubbish at saying the names um now chris is a certified business coach uh he is now i have to be careful here the demonizing the occult which i would love to know more about uh and is also a wellness and development consultant Uh, So, let's get Chris on here, and he's the best person to expand on this. Hello, Chris, how are you doing? Hey, Dishan, How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you very much for coming on to uh, Teaser Talks uh, and giving us your time. I've done a short introduction for you already, Um, (laughs) but obviously you're the best person to expand on that and do justice. So, let us know, uh, you know, for the audience who you are uh, what you do and the biggest question of all is you know why do you do it chris uh, <laughs> okay yeah um gosh it's it's,
1: yeah, it's it's a bit of a long story but a bit of a weird one um this probably won't be uh we're probably going to be covering some topics that get a bit weird uh but you know that's that's what always that's what always gets very that's when stuff gets interesting i guess um yeah so for those that don't know me uh i'm chris uh and i i founded and run a platform called mistai uh and it's as, as well as being a, as well as being a coach uh for lots of different things uh, but i like to identify myself a lot more as kind of an esoteric business coach um and mistai as a platform for those of you who are uh interested in it is a platform for self-development for spirituality uh, but it's rooted a lot more in occultism and occultism is a very interesting, uh very weird topic in, in the world. Um because there is a lot of uh what should we say? A lot of misconceptions uh when it com- when it comes to the word occult. I mean you probably have some yourself, right? When I say the word occult, what comes to mind usually? Uh a cult?
0: <laughs> yeah. So cults. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> yeah. one. Um yeah, yeah. Just people being in you know secluded into doing certain thing but nobody else has to do it yeah sure so sort of that, that idea of secretism
1: i guess is always a bit of an interesting one uh for most people when you say the word occult it, it you they use their mind usually defaults to sort of very weird images of like weird goats or satanism or anything like that right uh and it's it's really not true ultimately there has been a lot of misinformation uh about occultism esotericism mysticism spirituality all that kind of thing uh even from Either from mainstream sources or from other other spiritual communities, uh, spiritual sources, right? Uh, The word itself literally just, uh, it comes from the Latin oculere, which literally means hidden. Uh, So, Occultism just means the study of things that are hidden, things that are under the surface, things that maybe don't make sense in a rational society. It is what, as a matter of fact, a lot of modern spiritual systems have grown out of. Uh, when you look at anything today uh, in mainstream political systems, like the law of attraction, manifestation, all those kinds of things, they are built on occult principles. They are built on occult or esoteric ideas. And Esoteric is the inner spiritual dimensions of something. So if you think of exoteric is the outwards of things, the mainstream society. The esoteric is the, the, the indoors thing that doesn't really make sense to people unless they're very well versed in a current or in, a, in an idea. Uh, And Misty especially was founded with one main goal, it was the idea that we should be able to study spirituality or study spiritual experiences from an academic and cited and oftentimes scientific viewpoint, rather than the kind of when you look at a lot of modern spiritual cycles, we kind of have a a, a big problem with very kind of wishy-washy sources um, and things are not very grounded, a lot of it's based on honestly kind of bad science. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of the stories, a lot of the information that gets thrown around, especially around manifestation, law of attraction, all those kinds of things, it's really coming from very risky sources that don't actually make a lot of sense. So my job, actually, uh, uh, as my background, things which we can get into, was to look at all of that, and I said, okay, what would happen if we had a platform that not only was giving you historically accurate Authentic sources for practicing your spirituality, practicing also your business and just your general philosophy and your daily life and everything like that, but also ones that were scientifically backed, ones that were accurate and that you were and were transparent. Really, you know, transparency is one of my core values here. Because if you don't know where your sources are coming from, if you don't know where certain biases are, are factoring into your different philosophies, then you're going to keep going around in circles of perpetuating the same, you know, the same myths and spreading the same misinformation. So I wanted to get in and change that. Uh, and ultimately, we are, we are in the business of transformation. We are, in, whether it's self-transformation, community transformation, collective transformation, anything like that, we are in the business of transformation. It just so happens that mysticism and spiritual experiences are our medium for doing that. And we teach people how to engage those other altered states of consciousness in order to well gain transformation get transformation for themselves gain personal clarity gain ideas of their purpose of their mission all that kind of stuff uh, and that was really my inroad into the company that i started now uh, and we are obviously we're teaching courses we're giving materials we have lots of pdfs libraries and all that kind of thing that we can share with people Uh, But I got in, I sort of, as it was going through, it became more and more apparent that there's only so much you can do on a community basis. There's only so much you can do on a community level when you're talking to large groups of people. In reality, uh, what I really wanted to do in my transformation journey, the biggest way in which I felt I could serve is through coaching, through personal coaching, where I could interact with people one-on-one, where I could hold people accountable a lot of the time. And that was something that was really interesting to me because... That sense of self-accountability is so so important, especially when you can really get clear with a person in a coaching sense of what their goals are, where they're going, and how you can help transform their life. Ultimately, that's what we're doing, right? We're in the business of transformation. I think every coach is in the business of transformation, um, and it is—it's—it's it's, yeah, it has been a, an incredible an incredible journey because I ended up I founded Misty nearly two nearly two months two months ago now. Uh, and it was quite interesting because what ended up happening, we had a pretty rocky start with the whole thing. Uh, but now we're up to a point where our, our community is, is going. I think we're almost over a hundred members. Um, the entire platform is self-sustaining, uh, and it, it's doing pretty well. I'm pretty proud of it. All of it. All, all of us are pretty proud of it. Um, but yeah, you yeah, we. I'm still. I'm still in the process of setting up the coaching methodologies and everything. But it's yeah, it's been interesting. Uh, i've never really <laughs> i've never really run a business before so it's interesting being a ceo um and running a team and it's not something you know i'm not i'm kind of learning on the job with it but it, it's what ends up happening you know you kind of trial by fire a lot of the time so
0: <laughs> I, I i love this and then you know and thank you for sharing uh this this whole experience and journey journey with everybody here uh uh you know and and the process and what what i'm hearing also is you know you're 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 going through this journey and recognizing the process which is needed to build and work with uh, and as you said you know it's trial and error part Mm. of things right so you have to you're you're prepared that you know okay i'm doing this i don't know if it's going to work or not let's let's do it and find out right Uh, and rather than like oh i need to wait let it cook a little bit more right uh have the formula ready a little bit more uh and then and do it and in that case, and having your company just two months ago, uh, you know, you're very, very young in the business side, yeah. right, of the things. Yep. And and it's amazing that you've grown the community uh, so quick, big, you know, sustain and that is sustaining itself as well. Mm. It's amazing to hear all that. Oh, I think we had a, a question sent here um, from Sonny. Uh, what is the most misunderstood form of, magic in your opinion so that keep hold of that question we will bring it up to get that answered um as well so you know in regards to what you were doing with your journey and how have you found i know you said you're still you know learning as you're going through but how have you found that journey of starting uh, a business and being the ceo let's say you know uh the balance that everybody that talks about, uh, obviously you, you, you mentioned the team there as well. So, mm. you know, you have some, some people who are also doing things that you are not able to finish or, you know, you're delegating. Uh, how has that journey been? What's the experience there?
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's, always, it's always been a challenge for me, um, mostly because I am just I'm a major perfectionist when it comes to things. I think perfectionism is one of my fatal flaws. Um, oh, my, no. So
0: this is like contradicting earlier. This yesterday. is, this you is a complete the
1: contradiction to everything <laughs> that goes on in my life, right? Um, because I, I, I hold myself to impossibly high standards a lot of the time. And if things are not absolutely perfect in the way I'm doing them, I'm like, I'm absolutely failing. This is terrible. Oh. And then the one thing I think more than anything that I've learned going through this journey in general uh, is, is you, can't, you can't be a CEO and be a perfectionist. You can't be a leader. And, be, and and be perfectionist because things are not going to be perfect things do not go perfectly and it's okay because you because this is the thing you learn through the in, through the imperfections right it, it, when you make mistakes that's what helps you learn and that has been probably the biggest lesson for me because the fact that i can't do everything and this was really this was really the problem uh when we first started out even before i started hiring team members and things because i was i was in that space where in, i was in a space where every startup is where I had no no capital, I had no funds to fund the whole thing. I had no team members or anything to help me with things. All I had was one course and webcam. That was it. So I had to on the job I had to learn video editing so to edit the course. I had to learn web development to build the website and build the platform. I had to I had to even with podcasts I've now I've now started doing. I had to learn how to do RSS feeds and publish and all of that. And then YouTube videos and everything. So I and I have no idea how to do any of this. Um, and it got to the point where it was it was a, it was a weird kind of catch too, Where it was like, okay, if I don't get out and just start doing things, if I don't put things out, even if they're not perfect, I'm gonna I'm gonna disappear. Like I'm not gonna be able to have the you know I, I'm not gonna have any any amount of impact of what's going on. So I had to just come out. I had to take a huge step out of my comfort zone to just say, okay it's not going to be perfect. Yes, I'm going to change. Everything's going to change. My vision is going to change everything. But as long as I have something out there, I have something to make my mark there. And then something people can interact with, which is some, something that people can get interacting with my energy for, you know? And it has, it has been a challenge. It really has, because I, I, I was doing everything. And I, I, to a large extent, I am still doing everything. Um, I, I was you know for, for a course that I was doing I was I was doing all the research I was making all the PowerPoint slides I was recording it live every week or twice a week actually uh, and then I was doing the video editing and the uploading and I was also running the social media and I was also doing all the marketing and the branding and the vision statements and it was all overwhelming it was insane um, and it's, it's not at all something that one person can handle doing you know, I, I don't think, even if you're the best CEO and the best leader in the world, I don't think it, it, business in general is set up for one single person to do everything. You know, it's, it's vital that you get your team together because ultimately your idea is gonna make you a founder but your team is gonna make you a success, you know? And it, finding that balance between what I can delegate and then also finding people that actually resonate with the mission has also been a challenge. Um, But again, I think uh, Arsha talks about this in in a lot of the courses and things that he does. But when you're going about hiring team members, you hire because of attitude, not because of skill. Because people can learn on the job. And I I am a prime example of that now. Like when I started, I had no idea how to do anything. And now I'm at a point where things are kind of, you know... They're getting to the point where they're automated a bit more. Like the email marketing is more automated. The social media posts, now I have a person that helps me with that. So that's a bit more automated and everything. But getting to that point, I think, has been an incredibly long road. And it's insane to think that it's happened in two months. Um, because, you know, I look back to, to what my life was like two months ago before I started all of this. And I was in a very, very rough spot. In general, I, I, I had, I had left, uh, I had left my job, from, uh, and I, I left it on, on quite bad terms with my previous employer. Um, I had lost a lot of customers. I had nothing. I had, I think, I when I officially started, I like, I, I, it's, it's interesting because I, I, I remember I started on the spring equinox. That was that was the day because I put my first Instagram post out to announce the new company on the spring equinox, um, and it's kind of interesting because even if you think about it. Uh, energetically or spiritually or anything, if you're into that kind of thing, the spring equinox is a time of new beginnings. It's a time of new birth, of growth and fertility. You know, when you get your ideas out and you plant seeds for things, that's that's the whole idea of, of what the pagans are talking about when they say Ostara, which is the festival. Um, but it's interesting to see because I, I put all the ideas out then and I had no idea where I was going. I had an no idea of what I wanted to do, uh, but I had no way of getting there. I had no team. I had no how. I have nothing, but I think the biggest thing that you learn when you're doing all this kind of stuff is it doesn't, the how doesn't really matter. The how will sort itself out as people begin to attract and you begin to attract the right kinds of people around you. All that matters, especially in the early stages of a startup is the why. Because if you get clear on your why and your vision of what you're doing and where you want, where you want to go, then naturally, as you start progressing through, you will find more and more people who will just come through and they will, Opportunities will present themselves where you can then lean into or not lean into, depending on what it is. But it's the same in I think a lot of areas of life. Um, you can choose what to choose what to lean into with things. But yeah, it has it has been a journey. It has it really has, um, and it's, it is difficult to, to put into words where
0: everything is at. But it's been fun. It's, it's been it's been an it's, it's an amazing journey from obviously what I'm hearing here now, right? So it's it's. Uh, and for for all the listeners and uh, viewers who are watching that now, what I'm taking away from this here is, you know, it's it's a case of realizing your your why and and, and putting it out there, right? And and then set upon that journey. So taking actions also matter then, right? So you have been taking actions. Mm. You've also already mentioned that you're you're you know you're a perfectionist. So if you had leaned onto your perfectionism side. Mm-hmm. You would have not taken any actions. You would have waited. Oh, right. yeah, I've got this. You know, I've got the vision. I've got this to continue. But I'll wait until this is right. Whatever that would be, right? Being well, I, like, I, no, I think,
1: yeah, I think, I think if I, if I had given into the perfectionism, I would probably still now be perfecting the vision. Uh, and, and nothing yeah. would have been done. Right. Yeah. Th- and this is, this is the irony. This is the irony of it all. It's only through taking imperfect action that my vision has developed right it's only through actually putting myself out there and saying okay you know what it's not going to be perfect that's fine and i'm just i'm just gonna i'm just gonna hustle right i people are saying in the comments there, like I'm just gonna do it you've got to put it out there take the imperfect action and the vision itself will develop as you're going through and you will find aspects of yourself and aspects of whatever you're doing that actually give you a better picture of what's going on right it's like i you'll find areas, I think, where your expectations need to be kind of curtailed a lot of the time. You know, I think when, even nowadays, and this is like something over the past, you know, it's been going on for the past week or so for me, but my expectations of where I'm supposed to be at, I just like, again, it, it, they're not on point. And it's fine because I have, I, I'm a new business. I'm a startup, you know, I've never, I've never done this stuff before. So I don't know what to expect or like where I should be in my journey. But the perfectionism was coming in a lot of the time where I was like, okay, well, I, need, I should have a bigger team by this point. I should be able to pay a lot more people. I should, be, I, I should be on every single social media platform. I should be doing all of this. And it's like, hey, but just take a breath. Just take a step back. Just be like, okay. Look at your expectations here. We started a business startup two months ago and you have no business experience with it. It's okay to just slow down it's okay to be like you know what i'm gonna let things just explore uh, i'm gonna let them see what happens right because as the business the but i think ultimately businesses do follow a, a life cycle they do follow the same uh, the same life cycle as people right from, from birth to, to gestation to maturity to eventual decline and usually when you're in the decline phase that's when you sell it off um or you find some other way to reinvent it and that kind of thing right but considering your business as a living entity one that one that actually progresses and evolves and that kind of thing i think has also been really helpful to me because every time that i sort of think oh i'm not in the right season for this i'm just like well actually my, my business is still in its infancy it's still in its baby stages right it, but like we're still learning to take the baby steps and that's fine because that's just where they're at right our journey is is, is going to be beautiful and 10 years from now five years from now whatever it is right we'll be in an entirely different spot and we'll be able to look back on this and be like you know what i'm really glad we took our time with it because at the same time you know you want to you want to do it right and in a way i suppose like now i'm saying it that is also kind of a little shadow of perfectionism coming in where right? it's like okay wait i have to do this right but this is the great irony of it because in order to do it right i have to go slow i have to take my time i have to make sure that everything i have to make sure all the i's and the t's are dotted and crossed right and the only way i to do that is if i take my time
0: with that's, it that's, yeah go on. sorry
1: no, yeah, I'd say that, that, that's, that's, that's the journey, right? That, that's, and that's the part of, I think, owning a business and starting a business, you know, going, going through that journey and going through all the high highs and low lows and all of it, all of it is what makes you in, into a leader, right? Leaders are, are born, or lead, leaders are created, rather. They're not born, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're created through action. Um, and, it, and again, it, it's the act of taking unconfident action uh, that
0: gets you to that spot, I think. 100 percent agree with with that as, as well. You know, like the the leaders are are created, uh, and and a lot of skills are are learned on on the go. As you know, mm-hmm. so so everything that you uh, and I love, I love the fact that you touched upon. You know, the if you're looking at uh, your business as a living entity, uh, mm-hmm. and then it's it's being in, in a very early stage of its life, and it being it's, it's an infant at the moment, right? So if it, it, you know looking at ourselves what does the infant do uh nothing a lot you have mm. to look after it uh now and then it gives you a bundle of joy here like, oh oh, like, it's mild you know <laughs> like, so your business is going to do the same thing now and then you will get something but at the moment it needs all the work that you can give it and then you know they will learn to walk that means you're leveled up you know now the business is sustaining which uh, for on your side is kind of there uh mm. you know is is sustaining it and and so you're, so you're listening to the journey is you know it's it's amazing and I I just wanted to take a deep breath here and stop and say congratulations <laughs> to you already you know uh, you you, yeah. you are doing you are doing great uh, in terms of uh, you know just starting a business two months ago uh, putting your thought out there and, and and where you are now right so you're having a small team yet is a team right so mm. it, that's all it's needed right you're you you you're just learning to cycle right so you've got a you've got four wheels there you know you're gonna start taking those wheels off and then suddenly there'll be a huge team which means it's just gonna be cycling itself right so at the moment no, it's on stabilizers <laughs> so you yeah. still need your support and I, I love this and let's answer the question that we had uh are you able to see the question that comes up there uh yes Where is it oh, this is for one of my students actually in my platform there we go
1: um, there you go. yeah so he's asking he's asking about magic so this this goes back to i guess more more specific to the actual to my topic itself right um but as i said earlier right mistai deals with mysticism it deals with with the occult with magic with with spirituality and it's, it's it's more kind of older forms right because when we're, we're not we're not so much talking about your typical sort of law of attraction manifestation style stuff right so to me i've always had a very ra- a rational logical mind with these kinds of things. And it's not that I don't believe they exist, because I certainly do. It's just that I believe that these things are sciences. I think that we can break them down. I think that we can create methodologies for them and get repeatable results again and again. And really, when you look at occultism as a whole, that's what it is. It's the framework for doing this. It's it's almost a scientific methodology. Like everyone that tells you that magic or manifestation or anything like that isn't a science, they have no idea what they're talking about because they haven't studied it. Right? When you study it, you, when you look at going back to the medieval period, the Renaissance, all that kind of thing, the amount of people who were writing grimoires and treaties and theses on all this stuff, they were really calculating the entire uh, methodology behind it. And it works. This is, the thing that, this is the thing that people don't realize. You do it and it works. And it's, it's one of those things. It's like what I always tell people with, when they ask me, it's like, oh well, oh, well, magic isn't real. I'm like, okay, have you tried it? No like the single handling it's always the answer people always default to where well, it's not real and I'm like, okay go and do this go and do all of these things at this time at this space all this kind of thing with these kinds of visualizations these kinds of mindsets here's the things that you need to do and they do it or they'll go and do it and as soon as they do they'll realize it actually works right and then that's what starts their journey that's what starts the initial dive into things when you take the leap right when you take again you take the unconfident action you say okay you know what you ask yourself the question you say okay I don't believe this is true. What if it was? What if it act? what if something, what if there are aspects to the world or aspects to myself that I don't know about? Like, and it's interesting to me that it comes, you know, you come in with it because I think, honestly, I think there's a sense of arrogance that comes into it. Yes, we can absolutely lean into the fact that certain things are disproved by science and things like that. But if you think the entire essence of the scientific method is, hypothesis and testing right it's saying okay i have an idea i have a theory of, of a hypothesis i'm going to go devise an experiment that does this 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 and this and i'm going to see what result i get and then depending on that result i'm going to alter my original belief and my original theory mm-hmm. same thing you can apply that exact methodology to manifestation to the to magic whatever it is you want to call it right any amount of internal change that you create that you then direct towards a goal that then occurs and you can say you know it occurs through synchronicity through coincidence whatever it is right it doesn't matter the point is you get a result um so to go go back to this question here what's the most misunderstood form of magic um i think a lot of it is misunderstood i i I don't think uh there is any one particular form that is i I think the, the the biggest assumption in it is that it's not scientific is that it, that it's not a logical system of progression when you look at you know this is more sort of on my my personal end of things right but if you look at any of the medieval and the renaissance books uh, or treaties or grimoire we call them grimoires, right but any of these treaties that you look at the entire thing relies on a structured method and not only not only is it a methodology for, for manifestation Right. but at the same time it's a methodology that is entirely scientific in the sense that it has it broken into stages every single stage relies on uh what do we call it confirmation basically you do a you do a certain set of procedures you get a result then based on that result you do the next set and the next and the next but every single time you're stopping to check the result you get the result and then you do it Right. And then that's eventually how how things work and how how eventually you begin to get results and begin to get manifestations and how things lean into it. Right. So in terms of what's the most misunderstood, you know, we can go, whether it's ceremonial or traditional or anything like that, or or planetary magic or candle magic, anything like that, that are typical things. But really it's, I, I think the biggest assumption is that magic or manifestation, whatever you want to call it, isn't a science because it absolutely is a science. Um, and we are in, or in the least, we are in the business of making it a science, and uh, we are breaking those steps down.
0: I think. I, down. I, I think I, I love I love this answer actually, and 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 I would have just say from from my side of view, you know, like uh, not being into as in depth as what you you do yourselves, but you know, magic in in all form in general is just uh, is misunderstood anyway. Mm. You know, it's, it's it's something uh, you know you enjoy it as a, as a kid and or you you know you're you're into it or you understand and then as, as you, uh, you and and when you're becoming an adult or you're growing up, society just scoops in and you're like oh not this do this right and this is where you need to be forget about this it's play play stuff mm. you don't need to be playing with the. I don't know, these tweaks anymore to, or, or the candles or whatever spices you're holding, <laughs> you know, like for example, in certain places. Uh, but yeah, I, I love your answer. Thank you very much uh, for answering that. And I hope uh, Sonny that uh, answered your question. Um, so coming back to uh, your, your own journey, uh, since you've been, uh, you know, starting your company and everything, is that anything... Mm-hmm specifically that you started that you are doing constantly like a, uh is there a routine or some people like to call it ritual what you're doing that you're like okay i'm gonna stick to this now even though it has no coloration with business maybe but you might have yeah well it's the,
1: the first thing with this actually i think is it's, it's it's a good it's a good opportunity to clarify this exactly what we mean by ritual okay ritual if you, even if you take the sort of the anthropological definition uh which is just sort of the general definition anthropologists use a ritual is any kind of action that doesn't have um what do you call it or it's any it's any kind of action that is symbolic in its nature it doesn't have a functional uh viewpoint or functional meaning behind it so you have your morning ritual right there is no reason for you to to do certain things in certain orders you know if mine in, in the morning um uh, we, well, I'm actually in the in the in the process of changing it because for ages I was up at this point where I always had my phone next to my bed, and I was in that horrible horrible habit. Of the first thing I did in the morning was I checked my phone. So I wake up, and even before I pee or anything, I check my. Phone. Uh, and like and now, I'm now I'm sitting here realizing like that's a that's a really unhealthy way of waking up and starting the day. Um, mm-hmm. Because if you think when you if the first thing you're doing in the morning is checking your phone, then you're getting flooded with a massive amount of people who are going to be asking you questions photos, on messages. Or if anyone has to deliver awkward news to you, you're going to be getting that first thing in the morning. Or, you know, I, I, I don't particularly like the news and the media in general. Uh, I, I think they are you know, very, they're very much in the business of fear-mongering. Um, and, you know, you get tons of news notifications about everything terrible that's going on in the world. I and mean, it just sets your day off for a very bad tone right so i'm trying to get into the point of not checking my phone before like 10 11 in the morning at this point like i I, I usually get up around i don't know i get up around 8 39 nowadays uh, and then I'll, I'll usually my first my first instance is just a morning morning meditation um and that's and that's on both both levels as there's, there's a mystical element to it which is i have my own practices my meditations uh but it also just clears your mind it sets your tone. And also at the same time, I think once your mind is clear, it also gives you the opportunity to almost program in your intention for the day. You know? And this is a really powerful practice that people can do. Right? When, if the first thing you do in the morning is you meditate and you clear your mind, you can set an intention for the day. And when you do, you can set the schedule for your day. You can play your day out as a scene. And you, you know, if you imagine, you were to do, but if we were talk about this in, in the most practical sense, right? You come in and you go to meditation, you, you quiet your mind, all that kind of thing, then get your, get yourself like a little screen up in your mind. You know, if, if any of you have taken um, Vishen's silver mind classes, he talks about this a lot, like right? The mental screen. Uh, get the mental screen up and then just play out your day or how you want your day to go, right? In terms of a visualization, but also really put yourself into it, right? Really get the sounds there, the emotions, the kind of conversations you want to be having, that kind of thing. And really play it out scene by scene and put yourself into it. And as you do, you'll find yourself being able to just program in ever so little, ever so slightly, I should say, uh, program in synchronicities, program in intentions of what you want to accomplish in that day, right? And as you go through, it really gets it gets you internally hyped up a lot of the time because you then you're kind of seeing your day as it progresses, right? And it, it, it's a really powerful practice. And then you go out um, after grounding all that, maybe do some morning grounding sessions or anything like that. Um, and then i'll go and usually brew a cup of tea or something i'm a big tea drinker uh and then i will sit down usually cross off all my emails because email is like my main thing at the moment um see if there are any messages i need to respond to and then i'll usually get to work but i generally i will not i will not work before 10. um because that is that is a very important thing for me there have been numerous studies that show actually that working before 10 is just not productive like after uh, ten o'clock is when our brain gets more productive in general. So I just, I don't work before ten. What well, all the way going up to ten is my morning routine time. It's, it's my it's my me time for things, uh, and I, I I honestly need that hour between nine and ten because otherwise I just I burn out. Um, it's really important to get it. But um, but that's my morning one. I have obviously other sort of little mini rituals and things throughout the day. Some of them are more mystical in nature i suppose we could say um which we don't have to get into for these because it'll take too long to explain them all i guess but um well a lot, of, a lot of my practice is derived from sort of ceremonial stuff and ceremonial ritual and that kind of thing but um yeah i, ha- I have i think i probably do at this point probably two ri- two big rituals a day and in, the, in that time that's that that is my own sort of mystical spiritual practice that i do um and, and they are very important for me um whether it's for certain guides or connection to things that i'm working with uh or different kinds of paradigms of things and then i'll have a nighttime ritual my nighttime ritual i think is the one that needs the most work honestly because i i, I don't sleep super well That's like it's like my big uh thing that i need to work on at the moment um but yeah my my nighttime one is, is a bit loose i think like i probably need to sit down and like plan it out a bit more but yeah. Um, yeah, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, no, it.
0: it does, and I, I, I love the fact that obviously you, you expanded it for the for the whole day, and, and a lot of people that have shared with us uh, in our previous episodes have mentioned a, a meditation part of in in the morning, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 then taking your time before actually punching in the clock for your work basically right yep. so you, you're doing that and that. it was it was great to hear that you you're mentioning you know like uh the brain's more productive from 10, 10 o'clock and there are times that i've actually noticed that myself as well you like oh yeah you, you, this is correct you know like it, it does so even though you're you're running for the office or to be there at eight nine o'clock whatever that time is you don't really start working from 10 o'clock anyway uh, yeah wherever you are you don't really start doing that. I mean you might be sitting on the computer and all that stuff maybe checking your emails catching up on whatever's come through at the night uh for from the from the people who've been busy working for the night and mm. and that's when you start doing that so it was great uh thing that you pointed out and it just clocked my mind as well i was like yes mm. that that is hundred percent correct is you know your mind doesn't do anything uh before ten it's it's wonderful yeah. to hear uh, Yeah. And,
1: yeah, I was just gonna say, I think it's, and even if you do, even if you are doing things before 10, it's mostly just procrastination, right? You're just like randomly procrastinating. We're doing those little menial jobs that you probably could have done before you closed up shop last night. You know, it's not anything that's remotely productive. Um, and it's, it, 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 you know, I mean, it kind of goes both ways because that, like that, that's a, that, that makes sense a lot of time for people, but there's also something to be said for those people that like get up at like four in the morning Five in the morning and they had those like super early morning routines um and i did go through a phase where i tried that um but in general just i think everyone's body is different uh and everyone's body needs different things and you need to be aware of whatever it is that your body personally needs and for me just because a lot a lot of the rest of my life is kind of stressful <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of different ways i need my sleep as like my like, having a decent like a good a, at least a good six seven hours that's like vital to me uh just because the rest of my life is a bit chaotic sometimes um and i need that kind of pick me up to be able to deal with everything so getting up at like four in the morning five in the morning is not really a thing uh for me like unless unless i'm on like a camping trip or something where like i can a bit um, or something and it's easier but i just don't do it at home it's not a thing for me oh
0: uh, so okay that, that's good to know good to know because yeah i mean there, there is, there's there's been a phases that i went through as well i was up uh, quite early and, and and i think so the body just adjust to that because it's trying to find that rhythm like oh yeah okay but then obviously it tries to go back to its original rhythm that it was already right and this is what your body is saying Look, okay, hello i am I, I i run on this clock here right so we need to adjust to that uh, totally understand and agree with that, on that side. Of yeah. And, and when you're on the festivals and camping time, that's, that, <laughs> that's an adjustment to be made, right? It's only for yeah. a few days. Uh, so expanding to the, you know, coming back onto your coaching side of things and you yeah. expand onto that, you know, your, your love now doing those one-to-one coaches, uh, coaching side of things and, you know, helping individual basis and hence you're the wellness uh, side of things as well. So what Mm. does that journey look like for someone if they, if they wanted to reach out to you uh, and you know? Yeah.
1: So I, I mean, well, so I, I am, I'm, I'm always evolving. I'm always evolving my approach. Um, So I'm, I'm hesitant to say, this is, this is what my approach is. This is what I do because my approach may change next week. Right. It's changing as I grow. Like, yes, I have some overarching principles of what I'm going to do with you if you reach out to me, you know, how we're going to work together. But, on the whole, my approach is always evolving. Because you are always evolving. And if, if I, as a coach, I'm not constantly evolving. If I'm not constantly improving myself, I can't serve you with my fullest capacity, right? That's an important point for me. Because ultimately, one of my core values is service when it comes to coaching. I, I think one of the core values of a lot of coaches is service. If, if you're not doing this out of a place of service, I think there's some things you need to look at. There's some things you need coaching on if you're not doing this as a coach, you right? <laughs> in a place of service, right? Um, but... A lot of my, a lot of my coaching sessions at the moment are are very focused around a person's own, uh, their own energy, their own, how they're approached to things. And energy is a very complicated, nuanced word um, as a whole. But for me, the word energy just means the motivating force behind all things. It's the thing that gives something its oomph right? So then you can apply that to everything, whether you're talking about it in the esoteric, in the occult sense, when you're thinking, whether, whether it's chi it's or prana or anything like that, from any of the, the, you know, the esoteric mystical texts, or it's just your personal energy of how much energy you have during the day, right? How much energy you have to give to your visions, how much energy you have to give to your, your dreams, whatever it is, right? That's the part of you that I wanna work with. Because ultimately the thing that you learn, I think as a coach is that everyone has the answers they want themselves. The only thing, your your only job as a coach is to be a mirror. It's it's to hold, hold the space for them and be like, okay, you know what? You already have your answer. I'm just cheerleading you on. I'm just giving you a space to find it. That's all we're doing. As a coach, we're just creating the container for their own transformation. But they're the ones that really do it, right? You don't. The best coaches don't really, or at least in my experience, the best coaches don't really give you the answers, right? Because that's more what a consultant does. And that's, that's one of the things why should program things in, in CBC you know, I guess this is free advertising for them uh, but that's why it's such a great thing because they combine both of them they combine the consulting and the coaching um, but it is a very interesting uh, package and again it really depends uh, on the reason you're coming coming to me if you're coming to me if you're coming to me as a coach are you coming to me from a personal standpoint in that you have like some spiritual crisis some crisis of meaning or crisis of purpose in your life in which case we're gonna have a very different conversation to, if you're coming to me from a business perspective, where you're saying, "Hey, I want I want your help growing a business," you know, I want your help working with my culture, with my teams, with my leadership, whatever it is, right? That's going to be two separate conversations, and it's going to be two separate funnels of how I'm going to interact with you and, and the different ways of how of what I'm going to interact with you. Um, in general, I recently now I, I don't do single sessions anymore. Um, if you're coming on as as a as a coachee or as a student i guess you can say especially if it's a personal student uh, and someone that i am interacting with one on one i'm i'm not going to give you one session and then walk away Right? we're going to we're going to talk about it and we're going to go more more down sort of the package route uh, and that's safer for, that's safer for both of us but also it's more transformative for both of us because i don't, i don't really think in my experience now having coached some clients from what i've seen it it's very rare that The transformation actually happens during the session. They might, you know, your clients in a session, they might have an aha moment, absolutely. But the repercussions of that aha moment are gonna be felt over the next week when they're applying that new level of awareness that they gain into their lives and the different things. And then they're gonna check back in with you next week and they're like, okay, you know what? I I had that moment, I tried this and this is what happened. It was really great or it sucked. And then you go both ways, okay? It's like, if it was really great, great let's do more let's take the next step let's find the next aha moment for you to get to the next stage of your life if it sucked right you know, we're be like hey, okay, it sucked now what what do we do where do we go right this is this is what um what nita was talking about in uh in, in Tallinn when we were in Thailand, right um but it's, it's yeah it's it, it's so interesting and then if we're coming at it more from the business perspective uh absolutely the first thing i'll always do regardless of what i'm really consulted on whether it's a team problem or a leadership problem or anything like that i will always start with leadership um and it's not necessarily because we're looking at it from a hierarchical perspective where it's like leader at the top barking orders at everybody if if i come in and see that you better believe i'm breaking you down for it because that that's that's not a good way of leadership anymore I'm, I, you know under new rules of leadership as we've been learning the way new leaders are functioning is much more flat it's interacting with everybody and all the different silos, all the different departments are more interactive, they're more connected, right? Marketing is talking to finance, who is talking to community development. Um, interactive. Uh, it, it's it's really creating an entire new landscape of business uh, that is, is really unheard of. So, and that, that is one of the reasons I think it's so important in, in these, right now, at least in these sort of times, to either have coaches or become coaches because so much is changing and we need people to guide we need people to create those containers it is very in a weird way it is very kind of it's a very healthy expression of, of masculine and feminine energy right if you think a health a healthy masculine expression uh, or a healthy masculine energy is very creative it 's very procreative even it it pushes force right it's very it 's not forceful but it's very procreative it it expands expands right whereas a healthy feminine energy can be very formative it's very it comes in it's very nurturing it very kind of creates containers and boundaries for things and having a good balance between both of those archetypes really i think helps you make one become a better coach but also just become uh much more powerful in how you're showing up in the world. And then of course, why you become more powerful in how you show up, then the amount of impact you can create with your business or with your team drastically increases, but it all starts with you. And then because it all starts with you, that's where I start as well. I start with you as an individual. Um, and people's journey is their own, everything comes into that and how that looks. So, and again, because, because it's so unique, it's difficult to sort of pin down and say, this is exactly what you're platform or what your funnel and what our experience is going to look like because you don't look like anyone else your journey doesn't look like anyone else it's unique and that's what's important
0: i i I I love i love this i love this in in terms of you know so uh you're you know you creating it to to the individual who Mm. is needing that that help right it's not one glove fits all you know one size fits all so it is a case of right okay let's sit down what are your needs and we know that one session never works anyway. One session is just to actually get to know each other anyway. And then, yeah, yeah you, you, you might bestow some aha moments whilst you're getting to know each other. Yeah. But that's not a natural session, right? The session yeah. starts after that because now you're going to open up more and more and more after that. You know. So you go implement, take actions of what's been discussed and then come back and see the results. Yeah. What now you think of those results, what you're going to do about it. Uh, and what uh, necessary steps are needed now to move forward uh, as yeah. you said, right? So w- what's the next, what's the next thing that you want to do with what you've achieved or if not, if it hasn't gone your way, let's see why, where yeah. did we, where did we make that error of not, did we, you know, misjudge something or did we miss something? So we, we get to go back on the drawing board and, and look for that. I, I love that. So you can, you can tailor it to individuals uh, and who, who, and what their what their needs are, so that's that's amazing. So people are able to reach out to you via Instagram. Uh, what other Yeah, so yeah, can we, um, to? Yeah, you,
1: well, you could, obviously this is my this is my personal Instagram account. Uh, people can reach out to me on this. Uh, we have a business uh, account which is Misty Official, um, and you guys can f- follow the business account on that. Or we have a website, and the website probably the easiest way because we have a bunch of contact forms and we have a coaching page which you can reach out to me on uh which is really really helpful um which is and that, that that's probably the best way but we also have a discord server as well at the moment we are in the This is sort of i guess future visions for the company in general um i am in the process of app development right now which itself is its own huge task uh but we are in the process of developing a, a new app uh for things so we can get a, a dedicated branded place on the app store for things like this um I'm hoping eventually it it can even transition into a kind of a library of 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 spiritual texts and things that that would be really exciting uh, to have that anyone can kind of access for study or anything like that. But uh, getting a place in the app store is sort of the big next step for us. Uh, But until then, well, we're doing everything through Discord, Uh, so that's probably the best place to just come if you want the community for this kind of thing. If you're study, if you're into spirituality, or if you're, or I should say actually, if you're into a more kind of serious developed form of spirituality if you're getting tired with the law of attraction the manifestation already isn't quite working for you i can tell you why but you need to come and see (laughs) right so that's 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 one of the things and you can come into the community and we can talk together about that and we can get you some good results um but that's its own thing um and you know it's interesting one thing i do want to touch on um this this idea of being personal with people um in order in order to sort of get get people talking ultimately because th- this is a question that i was asked the other day actually and it was, it was very interesting because you know it, it, it's the whole conversation around sales in coaching like how do you because if you think when you're coaching you're ultimately selling yourself as the product right uh that is a bit of a functionalistic way of looking at it i know it is but that's ultimately what you're doing you strip away all the fancy marketing jargon and everything else right you're selling yourself and you're saying hey i can help you here's why because i'm this and that and whatever yeah uh the funny thing with, uh, with it is you need to have a little shift of mindset in order to get it to work really and it's that you're not really selling anything in coaching you're not really selling you're just you're communicating and this and this is the biggest thing and this is probably the best piece of advice i can give to new coaches uh that i have now personally experienced for myself and like i can really sort of ground in um and I'll, I'll do it through telling you an example uh with one of my courses okay so i when i started two months ago obviously everything when you start a startup when you start any kind of business it's very much dictated by numbers right it's very much okay we need uh a, we need x amount of people because they're bringing in a certain amount of memberships and so on and so on or they're bringing in a certain amount of revenue uh, so when i first started i t- I was obviously freaking out and i was always taking the approach of okay I need to get more people, I need to get more clients, that's what I need to do, oh, I need to get more people into my courses, into my platform, all of it. And the way I was doing that is I would get them into the Discord and then I would just start messaging them and like striking up a conversation. But where I was failing, and it, it's, I, I can sit here and laugh at myself now, looking back at it, I'm like, oh, I was such an idiot and it's absolutely fine. Because I was going into it, I was getting people into the Discord or I was striking up conversations and pretty much the first, conversation that we would have would i be like hey i'm chris this is, this is what i do here are our courses here's what we sell boom, boom, boom. and i got literally no responses I, I got left on read probably like 20 million times by literally everybody. um and then it took me a, it, it's taken me a good two months to finally round this in where it's like okay no one wants that like you're never ne- that, that form of sales is never gonna work when you're coaching it's never gonna work when you're hosting a platform or a community because ultimately people hate being sold to, right? Or sold to, I guess is what I should say. Um, because it, it, it's like telemarketing, right? The second you get one of those telemarketers or door or something, you're gonna like shut the door in a face because no one likes it. Everyone hates it when we tell them stuff, right? Instead, I, I, I'm just, the, the, the perspective I've taken is I'm just genuinely curious about the other person. Now, I don't even, when I enter a conversation, I don't even mention that I'm a coach. I don't even mention that we have courses or that we have a platform. Or anything now i i go into it and i'm just curious i'm like hey like what are you doing how are you doing what's going on in your life like tell me what your pain points are all of this because um, just, just tell me what's going on in your life in general because ultimately you have to figure i mean you have to kind of get it in your head at the same time how are you gonna even if you're so convinced with trying to sell yourself as a coach you're not considering the fact that you might not actually know how to coach somebody or you may not be the right coach for them. Right. Because how do you know that your coaching services are going to be right for that individual person? If you have no connection to their pain points, if you don't know who they are. Right. Because if you're going into it and your first conversation is about booking a a consultation call and in that consultation call or whatever it is, you're trying to sell yourself as a coach rather than sit there and listen to them and listen to what's going on in their life, what, what, what are they, what, what are their goals? What are their desires? What are they upset about? What do they think could be a bit better, right? How are you going to know to coach them and what methodologies are you going to use? You're not, you're not going to, you're not going to know anything about it. Right. So the only, the best uh, way I've seen, and again, it's not even sales. This is the thing because we're not selling. I'm just talking with you. That's it. If I come in, I'm just genuinely curious about what, what about your life. Um, and by doing that, I'm able to come from a higher place of service. Do them like, okay, you know what? I might not actually be the coach for you. I might not actually be the person that you need in your life right now. You might need to go away and read some books. That, that would be the best uh, transformative thing that will help you the most. And yeah, sure. I'm going to take a financial hit on that, because I'm not going to get you as a client, but spiritually speaking metaphorically speaking for myself i'm going to feel a lot better about it because i actually helped you right and that's that's what i'm more concerned i actually was able to serve you right and then the people who do want to work with me will come and work with me and then we will develop our own strategies around that right and then that and then again finance and money and all that kind of stuff is very kind of secondary to me at this point uh and that is that can be a very arrogant statement people could make but ultimately i come in from from a place of service so i'm like you know what if i'm not serving you i don't want this kind of relationship you know no, okay.
0: i i i completely understand that you know and and agree with you there as well you know cuz uh and it, it, it might sound uh, uh you know arrogance to people who are not in that sort of mindset at that particular moment yeah. and, and even though when you when you just said right uh, uh, oh yeah, I might lose you as a, as a client because you've just told them you know go read these books whatever books they are um, but uh, in the long term you 've gained a client yeah. as well because now they know that you 've helped in a in a way that's already helped them to gain that knowledge what they were looking for with self help for example right they 're helping themselves yeah. rather than paying you support now they will come back to you or recommend you to the others, right? Oh yeah. Yep. You know, uh, I spoke to Chris, he recommended these books. They actually helped. I have understood what I'm going through here. Now this is it. I'm, I'm using these strategies in these books. And yep. so who, who helped you? Oh, it was Chris. This is the guy on this, you know, go, go there. So in, in a way that's also there, but yeah, it coming through, you know, uh, the, the place of service where you just want to, just want to help the person and not just look for self gain oh yeah I, I need i need the money i need to sign you up so i don't i don't know okay even if i'm just going to recommend you to read some books i'll just sign up sa- sign up with three three coaching sessions so that by that time i will give you three books right yeah uh, I, I've, I've come across those coaches as well and and then you you at the end you have to think we really didn't help the that person we just right. you know took took money for nothing and and the person will feel it. Maybe not straight away. After a while, they will feel it. They were like, "Whoa, hang on a minute. I I don't feel I got what I just signed up for here. You know, I, it's it's not is right. there." So I hundred percent agree agree that you know like so the when when and also when you start thinking like oh yeah, the money is the byproduct of whatever you're doing. It, it just flows, in, in my view, yeah. it does, uh, and I've experienced it, and, and it's there. I mean, sometimes I think like you as well, you know, oh, when I'm saying it, oh, people might think I'm being arrogant here now, or, or something, but I'm like, listen, hey, this is my journey in my life, and this is how right. I feel. I'll just say it, this is it, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah well, you see, this is, yeah, this is, this is the thing that I think
1: um, that people need, people, you know, I, I always try and explain to people all the time, money is ultimately, a, 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 it's an energy. Right, it is um, more so than anything else. Money is a a reflection of the value you create. Right, money will act what you will naturally generate abundance, you will naturally create uh wealth in any sense of the word, or every sense of the word, because obviously wealth is a lot more than just financial money. Right, Mm -hmm. if you are wealthy in other ways, but money is a byproduct of wealth creation, it's a byproduct of abundance in general, and it's also a byproduct of the value you create. Right, now, of course, that can be very that can be a very nuanced thing because that has been, I have seen that time and time again be taken uh, in by toxic positivity circles in in new age movements and spiritual cycles where it's like, if you're poor and you're, you know, you're struggling financially, it's because you're not creating value or you're not valuable enough. Right. And that's absolutely not what we're talking about. Right. It's much more in the line of it's money as a physical thing it's absolutely required for survival and this is what's so interesting about it as well um but the if you're defining your sense of wealth purely by monetary status then i think that that's kind of what ends up creating a lot of these scarcity mindsets because if you're defining it as i don't have enough money or will be happy when this happens when i have this amount when i have this number right it's never going to happen um, because you always, every time you reach that number, you'll, reach that. you'll want the next one, and the next one, and the next one. When you train your mind to just accept that actually money is a, um, it's a manifestation of, of the wealth and the value that you create as an individual, but also the wealth and value that you have with yourself, that's when it starts to flow, I think. Um, people like uh, Ken Honda, so another mind-money guy, uh, he has things like the Anagato te- um, technique. Uh, which is, I have I, used that times and again, it, and it's one of the few techniques. And it's really, really simple. It's basically, you just say thank you to money. Every, t- every time uh, money comes into your account, or every time you buy something, so you hand over money, whether it's with a credit card or physical cash, you just say, uh, well, he says adagato, which is thank you in Japanese, right? Or you just say thank you. So every time money comes into your account or into your life, and every time it goes out, you say thank you. For that energetic exchange that happens and that just begins to train your mind to shift your relationship with money and shift your relationship with wealth well uh, with wealth and when it does when you sh- again but, but and this is again this goes back to mysticism almost or, or cultism right the old the ultimate sort of secret truth of the nugget of gold or whatever you want to say in all occultism in all mysticism is change your state of consciousness and change your reality right change your mindset the world around you changes that's, that's the, the ultimate uh, little secret behind all mysticism. That's, that's, that's what mysticism is, right? It's, it's a non-rational or maybe even hyper-rational form of experience where you gain gnosis or insight or understanding of something, but it occurs through a change of consciousness. That's what it is. And then by changing consciousness, you gain some understanding of something. That's, that's what mysticism is. And the entire practice of ritual, of esotericism, whatever you want to say, it's about triggering those open states of consciousness. Which then gives you an insight into something. That's all it is in the simplest form. You know, if we were to distill it down, as best we can. I
0: I, I love I love this actually. Uh, and you know, usually at the end, because we would have been wrapping up, by now So yeah, yeah, yeah at the end I would be like, oh yeah, you know, what would you like to share with the uh, with the audience? You've you've already shared amazing right at the end. Uh, and, do you want to just say that line again? What was that that uh, you you just said uh, a line? And I love that. Uh, it's, it's something. It was it change your con uh? Change, and... yeah.
1: So, so, the the old, the ultimate sort of truth or the central part of all mysticism, uh, is change your state of consciousness, change your reality, or change your mindset and change your world. Basically, that, that's the uh, essence of it. I
0: I love that. So change ch- change your mindset to change your reality. Right. I, I might even yeah. use that as a uh, title for the episode now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, good uh, work. Yeah. But it's, it's, yeah, the whole thing, it,
1: it's because a, a lot of mysticism and everything, it, it works with altered states of consciousness, right? Whether you're going into, into your normal brainwave functions of beta frequencies or alpha, theta, delta, anything like that. But the whole essence of it is change your state of awareness, change your state of consciousness, change your mindset, and that changes the world around you. That's what, that's what happens, right? And I, it, I it would
0: agree 100%. Massive level and the personal level of how you perceive it as well. I would agree with that 100%. Uh, I mean, I, w- I would have shared some examples with myself as well, but as we, as we are coming near to the time, uh, that would be uh, the listeners uh, who are watch- listening to this uh, episode or, or watching us on li- live on Instagram now at the moment can watch my previous episodes. I do talk about the, the, the mindset and things that I've been doing and how it's changed my uh, perspective of things and, and the world around me. Uh, and, and it's funny enough, I mean, I've I've just started uh, my journey into the spiritual realm and uh, so i'm not that i was i'm still a baby in the world so i'm still trying to understand lots of things but apparently i've been doing certain things which are part of the manifestation and spirituality and so forth uh by not knowing any of that stuff right so i'll be doing it so it's it's, it's, it's been always been there uh certain things that they, they just came that natural to me like oh i'll just do this I'll I'll do that, and it it just helped, and and that's the way I progressed, and where I am now is is helped a lot. Uh, so, the main thing I would like to close this with is, you know, thank you very much, uh, Chris, for your time and 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 yeah, expanding onto the error world of that I wasn't even aware of. You know, <laughs> I'm still uh, uh, not too clear on certain bits, but I'm, I'm gonna pick your brain for them later. <laughs> that's right, So yeah, 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 that. But I will, I will recommend everybody to to reach out to you if they want to know more uh, of these things, and definitely go into Discord. Uh, I'm part of that Discord, and I am always learning. Uh, even the even the meme memes are uh, interesting. You know, they, yeah, I'm the, of, yeah, the, of the memes own, like, own, learning. Yeah. Yeah, instead of laughing at the meme, I'm like, oh, what? Is this real? <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. That's yeah, our secret. We're making everyone
1: laugh, but we're, te- we're secretly educating them on it as
0: well. Yeah, it's I know, right? So trip, yeah. I, I'm learning in different, different ways in, in that Discord family there. Um, So I love it. Thank you very much uh, for, for your time and everything. And everybody else who's been uh, listening to us and, and watching, uh, it's, if you had an aha moment somewhere whilst you were watching uh, the uh, or listening to the episode here. Uh, now, it's, it's your duty to actually share with somebody else. You know, if if that has created a spark in your mind uh, for that aha, it's us to now share that spark with somebody else because all we need is that spark that uh, starts the engine up, that starts the lights, uh, you know, that spark is needed. So we don't know who's gone to bed or woken up thinking of a better day. Uh, and if you have that spark, it might just create that spark in them as well. And that spark can just get them going into whatever they are uh, not doing at the moment. And they're thinking about it and they're just not taking that step. Uh, there's been so many aha moments for myself in this episode here already. And I'm sure everybody who's been listening to uh, as well uh, had loads of aha moments. So please share it with whoever and whomever you think of that should be listening to this episode because it's our duty now to share the inspirations with others. We shouldn't keep the inspiration within us uh, and create those spark uh, with everybody else and on that note thank you very much chris and thank you very much everybody thanks bam All right bye bye